Hey, it's Last Name Good here. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about Lander. That's Lander.com, L-A-N-D-R.com. They do audio mastering, but not in a way that you're really expecting. Uh, mastering makes your music sounds polished and professional. You need it, you know, if you want to compete in, in the arena, the big arena of music. So uh, using an engineer, you know, it can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 a song, honestly. But Lander Audio has made an algorithm that does the same thing for a fraction of the cost. Actually, about $4 a month is where it's starting at. So it's the fastest, the cheapest, best option on the market. And they make your music sound accessible to everyone. It works by using artificial intelligence to analyze your track, and then it performs the same process and steps as a real engineer would use. So you can try it for free and to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Den podcast. So here's how you can do it. Uh, go to join.lander.com. So that's join.lan dr.com slash sodd you go in there you're going to get two free waves of your master if you want to know what it really sounds like check out this audio clip and let me know your thoughts now what you're hearing right now is an unmastered track compared to a, a professional master track mastering in the final boost and polishing music needs to sound radio ready Usually, you know, like I said, mastering can cost anywhere between 150 bucks to 10000 per song, depending on the engineer, of course. But what you've just heard right now is mastered by Lander using the artificial intelligence. And all you have to do is go to Lander.com. Once again, use my promo code join.lander.com slash S-O-D-D. You're going to go there, try mastering your own music for free today. Join.lander.com dot com slash s-o-d-d landers l-a-n-d-r we greatly appreciate it and look you're not just doing me a favor and i'm not the only person that vouched for it disney warner music nas everyone's favorite mc at some point and a ton of others but i personally use it and i personally vouch for it so once again to be a supporter of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, go to join.lander, that's L-A-N-D-R dot com slash S-O-D-D. What's going on, people? It's Last Name Good of the Straight Out the Damn podcast, and um, we're here for another episode. Before we really uh, do a deep dive, I do want to make sure I let you guys know Damn Music Fest, November 26th, live from the music room. Uh, we have a dope lineup in store for you guys, so definitely make sure that you follow through there. Um... Let's see here. So we have Fleetwood Fred, Take 228, Paid in America, Queendom, Jasmine, JB, Big Sun, Red Poet, Red Coat the Poet, excuse me, Truth Hayes, Typical Div, Basehead Jazz, Madrid, Milestone, Indiana Rome, King J, Alfred Banks, Sydney Cheyenne, Marcel P. Black. I'm telling you, the lineup is superb. You guys will enjoy it. It's hosted by Typical Div and Cheyenne XO. And we have uh, some dope DJs on the lineup. DJ Five Me Up, DaVinci the Great, DJ B3, DJ Brian Bird, DJ Utz. Like I'm telling you, it is going to be a joyous occasion. Uh, tickets are available right now if you go to denmusicfest.com and cop tickets. Um, and prices will increase November 15th. So you have a couple of days, two weeks, to grab your tickets at the discounted right now before the prices go up. This is the second annual um Damn Music Fest. And also want to let you guys know it is proudly presented by Live Hip Hop Daily. They are our lead sponsor on the podcast. 
not the podcast, on Dead Music Fest, excuse me. And uh, we're so thankful. We'll also be announcing a few other sponsors here in the next couple of days. Uh, but, yeah, man, so make sure you go through com. The website is up. Uh, very intuitive site. You can check out everything there. Follow the, the artists. Get a chance to look at what they have going on. We even introduced uh, Discovering Everything New Radio on the website. So you'll get a chance to hear new music from those artists if you haven't. Um, heard of them, you want to get get a chance to get to know them, the, the music side, you can check that out as well. Uh, but yeah, November 26th, live from the music room, Dan Music Fest, the second annual. I'm so proud, man. We've we've had this thing going and um, we, we built something. It's not even that we're building, we've built something. It's solid and uh, the foundation is there. And so you guys come there and enjoy, have a good time. We will have an open cipher and we have more announcements to make about the open cipher also within the next couple of weeks. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, but it's going to be a joyous occasion. So make sure you, you pull up on that if you haven't already got your tickets. Uh, so a couple of things. Um, this week, I, I really want to talk about something that was super important. I posted a couple of weeks ago, I think maybe... Uh, maybe a week ago or so, I posted something about indie artists and, and you're single. And it sparked uh, some conversation. And I felt if it's sparking conversation there, we might as well bring it over to uh, the podcast avenue. But I'll read what I what I put. I said, indie artists, go through your catalog and look at your numbers. The song with the most listens is your single. Keep pushing it and performing it. Right. And I went on to say, Stop abandoning um, your records. If you're not a major label with a serious marketing budget, uh, that record that you put out last week is not necessarily your single. The one from last year with 100,000 plays on SoundCloud is. So keep pushing it. And that sparked some conversation. Uh, We had some people that, you know, I guess enjoyed the insight. And and so I want to kind of go a little bit further in detail here about that. So uh, this podcast episode is is called Determining, How to Determine Your Single as an Indie Artist, right? And so the most important thing that you can take from this is that unless you have a serious budget in place, a marketing budget in place, you cannot define your single as an indie artist. Now, one of the reasons and probably the main reason why a lot of people sign with major labels is number one, they they want to have the fame. And number two, they want their music to get heard. Right. And the reason why your music is getting heard as a major artist is because they have the marketing budget in place and the resources and the relationships in place to get your music in places and on radio. And if your music is on radio, uh, you have a better chance of being heard uh, by a mass uh, amount of people. Uh, if you have those connections to get your music in videos, get your video played in back when videos was really a big deal. So, you know, when uh, you're getting videos on BET and MTV, um, all of those things that at some point in time to get in regular rotation, you needed resources and 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 money and relationships. And so that's the, the, the role that major labels played and still play to this day. Uh, at the end of the day, a major label is only a bank, right? A bank with resources and I tell artists that all the time. If your goal is to get money, um, then you might want to look into other avenues of getting money before you decide on signing with a major label. But outside of that, that's really the only thing that you're you're signing for, uh, for those resources and, and the check to 
get those resources handled a little bit quicker, right? And so it takes me back to the conversation about about having a single, right? And most artists make the, the mistake of moving on from their music too quickly. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're in a climate now where music is constantly put out over and over again. You know, people might be putting out a single a week or a song a week, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that method at all. I don't want you to think that I'm saying you can't put out a lot of music. By all means, put out as much music as you want. What I'm really stressing is looking at the data and uh, doing the proper research on that data and knowing exactly what song is really considered your single. And so this really came up because... I'm at shows all the time and I see artists that come in like, hey, this is my new single. Uh, I just recorded it last night and boom, you know, I want you to check it out. And the thing is, whether that song is good, bad or, or you know, great doesn't matter. And this is all my opinion, of course, but it doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is how the song is being received and who's constantly receiving it. Now, as an artist, you will understand it and come to learn that there's going to be music that you put out that you're not necessarily 100% happy about. Um, it may be a song that you felt was good enough for the project, and so you put it on the project, and it turns around and ends up being the most played song. So I'll use Us, for example, right? There's a song on our first album, and when I say Us, I mean Paid in America, but I'm just using Us as an example because I, I feel it's, it's good to to give you a reference point. So there's a song on our first album called Red Light. Now, it's a song that is just cool to me. Uh, I felt that it's an okay record. It's, it's good, but it's a better performing record than it is listening record, meaning that when we perform that record, it's a lot of fun to perform it. There's a lot of things that we can do when we're performing that record. However, listening to, it doesn't give me the exact same feeling. So... You know, it was kind of kind of coming to the point of like, oh, right, should we perform this? And then I just happened to look at the data one day and notice like, A, the video has the most plays of any video that we've ever um, put out. So it's top in the videos. As far as streams, it's, it's decent streams. It's, it's in the top five of songs that we, we had streamed. But when it came to the video, it was like, oh, man, the video is performing very well, meaning that people are still tuning into this video, which also led me to, to think, OK, we can't abandon this song just yet. Right now, that's not our um, biggest listen to song. That's just got put on as our biggest listen to song. And if you want to go even further back than that, before Coop and I became paid in America, um, we did a, a record called I'm Rich on this Good Day Atlanta album. And that's technically the the song with the most streams across the board, right? So that's a song that we incorporate into our sets from time to time. However, as Paid in America, our biggest record has just got put on. And so that's the record that no matter what show that we do, we're doing that record regardless. Even if we only can do a verse and a half and a hook, we're going to do that record regardless, right? So it's one of those things where, yeah, the record, you know, we, we dropped it in top of, what, 2017, and we recorded it in 2016, and it's a record that you know. It's it, the music. It, it's a good. It, it is a hit record in our you know by our definition. Of course, we have to keep pushing that record. But it's a record that like you know at time at a time it, it is a dumbed down, stripped down record uh, that we did, and we knew the intent of it, and it just so happened that that record is working right. 
thankfully, it's a record that we still believe in. And it's not like, you know, a record that we don't care about, because um, that's what kind of becomes hard when you make a record that you don't really care about. And that's the one that blows up. Right. But I say all that to say, look at your data. Right now. So like if you're an artist, you can pause this if you want to. Um, and if you do pause it, you can pause it and go and look at your data, look at your stats, go to your SoundCloud stats, go to your um, become an artist for Spotify and look up those stats. Artists, uh, you can go to artist.spotify.com and sign up and be able to get your stats on Spotify. You can also do the same thing. Artist.apple.com. Um, um, let me make sure that's the right site. Yes. Uh, artists with an s.apple.com and fill out the information there. And, and um, once you're accepted, you'll be able to look at the stats um, on Apple Music. And so I, I say to do all of those things so you can see where your music is being played. Uh, not only see where your music is being played, you can also see which song is your, you know, your quote unquote single or has the most plays. Because in this climate, as the type of artist that you are now, it is your single. And I don't care if that's a song from four years ago that, that you you know haven't thought about. But if you look at that data and you see that a song from four years ago has a million combined plays and your next best song is the one that you may have released a month or two ago only has 20,000 plays. Well, guess what? Your single is the one that has a million plays. And I don't care that it's four years old. If only a million people heard it, this is a very big world. There's room and opportunity for more people. That small sample size of people that's going to say that that song is old means nothing in the grand scheme of things. What that number, that million says, is that people are enjoying the song enough that they're still listening. And if they're still listening, that means there's a market for it. And if there's a market for it, that means that you truly have a single on your hands and didn't realize it. So you have to look at that data and, and identify no matter how old that song is. It, I mean, it could be five years old. It, it doesn't matter. If you're an indie artist and you don't have a serious budget, and what I mean by serious, I'm being realistic. If you have about $5,000 to put into a song, then you know that's considered a budget. Now, the truth is, to really break a single from a major standpoint, you're probably going to need somewhere in, anywhere between eighty dollars to $150,000 to do a real true break of a record. Um, but if you don't have that, then I would say any anywhere between five and ten grand for a song is a you can give a true push. That means that you can do from an indie perspective, you could go in, do your your playlist, you can go in and, and do your repost on sound um SoundCloud, uh pay for all of those reposts. Not fake plays, pay for reposts on SoundCloud. I'm I'm gonna repeat that. There's a difference. Now you have some people that will Give your music uh, and have bots listening to it, and that's not going to help you out. What you really need is find people that have an audience, a true built-in audience, somebody that may have 200,000 followers on SoundCloud. And if they do have that many, more than likely they are charging a service for a repost. Um, and what a repost is, is there is just them putting their music, re reposting your song on their SoundCloud page. And if they have a huge following then more than likely people are going to listen to the songs uh, that they repost. That's all you're looking for, visibility. That's the only service that I would pay for via SoundCloud. I would not pay for what's called 
you know, we'll make your song pop. You, you, you know how to look out for it, uh, right? It's all you're looking for. If it's a repost, that's fine because all you're doing with the repost is looking at someone else's audience and having them repost a song, and it's almost like a cosign of sorts. Um, now, as far as how much you spend on that, that's really up to you. Uh, I wouldn't go too crazy with that, but you know, if you see some value, if somebody has two million SoundCloud followers. And you get a repost on your song, you know, you, you'll have to, it's a trial and error thing. There is no guarantee. Uh, but if you're doing the math then somebody has 2 million followers on SoundCloud and just try it out one time and see what, what one song being reposted, what, what kind of value that'll bring for you. If you're spending $50 on that and that brings you back, you know, 10,000 plays, then that might be worth it to kind of get traction going on your song. Because what will happen is out of those 10,000 plays, hopefully you also get some, uh, repost from people, listeners of that song. And if that happens, then you can get a snowball effect where people are constantly sharing your music. And, and at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want people to share your music. Um, but like I said, five to 10 grand on the indie level uh, is a good, a good base to start with. Um, and if you're not, if you don't have that, then you have to get super creative. Um, but do know this, the, Chances of going viral solely on creative content is a tough task, right? Now, please believe me, I'm not saying that you can't do that because that would be a lie. You can go viral off of content. But what we don't see in the background a lot of times is this viral content, quote unquote viral content. Uh, You have people putting your content into places where it's going to get seen. And once it's in a place for it to get seen, it's easier to go viral, right? If I have content on TMZ, a world star, and they have huge audiences, it's a little bit easier for my content to go viral in a, in that space because I'm putting it on a platform that already has a lot of viewership. And that wide net of viewership you're going to get people that's going to naturally share your content. Now, once again, I'm not saying that you can't just put a song up on, on Facebook or YouTube and, you know, people take, take heed to it and start sharing it. That can definitely happen. That, that is a, you know, uh, a long-term game, um, for the most part. Right. Uh, but typically if your music is going viral, a video is going viral, uh, money is put behind it. Right. There's ways to put money behind things that doesn't look like money is behind it. Um, and, and that's taking out ads. That's, you know, paying for the promo. Um, at the end of the day, cash is king. And if you don't have cash to move your single, guaranteed is not a single. Right. And that's you know, that, that might be a harsh reality for a lot of people. But it's the truth. If you don't have money to push a song, it is not a single. What is your single is the one that has the most plays because what's happened with that is that that song has been built up organically and you haven't did anything crazy or, um, you know, you may haven't spent the money to push that song. It just it, it grew. It did what it did, just like a true organic process. So uh, look, look through those numbers and, and combine everything like don't look at one source. I'll tell you personally, Spotify for us is trash. We don't get a lot of viewership on on Spotify, but Apple Music, we do. I don't. And that just says that people that listen to our music tend to listen to our music on Apple Music. 
They don't listen to it on Spotify. Now, I'm not saying that we don't need to increase Spotify. We absolutely do. But if you don't have access to your data, it's easy to get discouraged, right? You would look and say, oh, man, I'm only getting 50 monthly listeners on Spotify. My music is not moving. But then you turn around and go to Apple and see like, oh, I'm getting 300 monthly, you know, and these are just numbers that I'm throwing out that are realistic numbers for indie artists. You you got to look around. Don't get discouraged by where your numbers are now. You should look at the overall picture. So on everything that you see, click the lifetime button, click the all time button and see where your numbers are all time. Don't look at what happened 24 hours ago or, or seven days ago. Look at the lifetime span of all of your music and from there determine what what's going like. OK, so if you look in those areas and, and, you know, I can tell you right now I'm looking at stats for for paid in America specifically. Right. For us. I'm looking at top plays by city. I can look right now and tell you that our top five markets on Apple Music is Atlanta, Charlotte, Detroit, Lexington, Kentucky, San Antonio. Guess what? We haven't been to four of those places to perform. So now when we're routing a new tour, we're looking to perform in those places because these are the top five places that um, people are listening to our music. So it makes sense to go to those places. Right now, if if um. Going to other places, we know that we, we are touring at and we go to Mobile, Alabama quite often because that's like our second family. We know when we go there, people are listening to the music. People are also purchasing merch. They're coming out to the shows. It makes sense for us to go back there if that's constantly happening, right? But when we look at the numbers and see like, oh, we actually have people in Charlotte that's listening to the music. We need to head there at some point. Even if we can get 10 people there from Charlotte that that's, it recognized, like, oh, Peyton America, I've listened to them every day. We need to be there. It's small things like that will make a world of a difference um, for your the, the longevity of your career, especially as an indie artist, right? Best believe, don't get discouraged because major artists, this same thing is happening. The only difference is, they have a major label and there's somebody else on that team that's getting paid to do the same thing that you're doing individually. But they're looking at stats. They're looking at analytics. And from that analytics, they're determining where they need to go, uh, what places they need to to see, uh, where they should be heard. They're doing the same thing with radio data. They're looking at the spins. They're looking at all of these things and they're determining, okay, where do we need to go? So don't think that you're doing something that no one else does. Like, no, that would be a lie. This is happening everywhere. Every major artist, they're doing these same things. It has to be done. It's all about researching the data and finding a a, a, a correct place to be. So once again, don't think that you're doing what you're doing will be done in vain. Like, no, people are doing this and you have to start doing it yourself if you want to be successful. Now, if you don't want to be successful, keep just going and waiting for um, a major cosign or somebody else to tell you that your song from three years ago is the record. You've all heard the expression, right? When an artist get on and the song becomes the single, and if you've been, you know, one of the day one fans, you, you've heard it pl- plenty of times. Man, that song old. Man, I, you know, I, I, I was listening to that song two or three years ago. That's an old record. Well, guess what? It doesn't change when you become a major artist either. 
What a major label is going to do is do the same thing I'm telling you to do right now. They're going to go and look at your stats. They're going to go and look at all of your records, and they're going to find the one that has the most plays, and they're going to tell you, hey, this is your single. Let's put an extra push on it. I'll use the artist Russ, um, Russ as an example, right? Russ, for years, dropped one song a week on his SoundCloud. And then once he had the leverage, I believe the record was what they want was his single, right? Now, that song came out, I think, maybe two years ago. But once he got signed to a major label, they put out a video. They put a major push behind it. They added that song to radio. And all of a sudden, a record that was two years old that already had millions of plays on his SoundCloud became an even bigger success because they had proper money put behind the record to give it a bigger push. Now, to those people that didn't have a clue who Russ was, that was a new single. That was a new song. It was a, a great record for them. For people that's been down with Russ for three, four years, they know that, man, that's an old record. Like, we we almost, like, off of that record. Actually, we don't even want to see him perform that record because we've already been to his shows and saw him perform it. It's old to us. But guess what? What's old to you is new to many until you have that money in place to do it. So if you don't have a million-dollar budget that you can throw at, at a couple of records, then, you know, you stop calling your record a single. You got to look up the data. Whatever song from the past three to five years that has the most plays, or, or from, and don't get me wrong, you could have a song that you put out this year that pops and blows up and gets a lot of traction, that can be your single. What I'm saying is whatever record that has the most plays across the board, so combined, the most combined plays on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Google Play, get, find a way to get all of your stats, right? Whichever song has the most plays from that period of time that you've been putting out music, that is your single. Keep pushing it. And the best way to keep pushing that song is making sure you're constantly performing that song. Every venue that you go to to perform, make sure you perform the record that has the most plays because that is your single. Keep pushing it. Keep performing it. I don't care if you're only doing a verse and a hook. Make sure that you're performing it at every place that you go to because that is your single. That is the record that's it's already touched the heartstrings of people. That's going to be it. Now, I'm not saying don't include you, you can include all of these other records that you are performing. I mean, that that's newer to you. You can include those in your performance. But somewhere within that performance, you need to be performing the record that's actually performing well for you. That has the most plays. Make sure you keep performing that record. I guarantee two or three years from now, when you're tired of performing that record, you're going to get a new burst of energy because that is going to be your single. That is going to be the record that you had all the money put behind. And now all of a sudden the song that is old to you is new to many and they're going to love that record and you're going to put new energy behind it. So that's it this week. I want to keep it short and sweet. Um, just encourage you. Uh, don't get discouraged by the numbers. Look at the overall picture. Look at the lifetime of all of your data. Um, if you want those resources, go to Apple dot excuse me artist dot apple dot com um and artist dot spotify dot com sign up for both of those it's a process it may take uh twenty four hours to get accepted on apple uh spotify is pretty quick to do but also if you're not a pro member of soundcloud go ahead and just pay the extra money a month become a pro member so you can look at your your stats and look at your analytics and know where your music is being played uh you'll you'll 
you'd be surprised, man. Like some people might think that their biggest market is the city that they're in and come to find out, hey, you might be even bigger in Chicago. Right. But if you're not looking at the stats and the data, you won't know that. So make sure you have that information in place uh, to do so. Uh, Google Play. Uh, let's see here. I'll have to I'll research that and look that up for you. But Google Play, I'm sure, has the same resources in place uh, to see your, your stats. And if they don't have that uh, running just yet, then um, you can stay tuned. I'm sure they'll they'll include that information shortly. But uh, at the end of the day, figure out where to see your music, your your analytics. Because guess what? If you sign to a major label, they're going to do the same thing. So go ahead and do the footwork now. So whenever you do decide to sign to a major label, you already have that information and you're not in the blind. And um, you're not getting false information back. And that's a whole other story, but we'll leave it at that. Hey, if you have a dream... Pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. I'm Last Name Good of the Straight Out the Damn Podcast. See you guys next week.